Are you considering a home birth and live in the UK or Canada? Do you have questions on your options and whether home birth is the right choice for you? Dr. Carrie Woodcock and her husband, Rupert Collins, join the Bellies to Birthcast to discuss their decision to home birth in the UK and Canada, as well as the differences in the two systems. Carrie was also the first woman in the UK to give birth using hypnobirthing and will be joining us at a later date to discuss her experiences with this natural childbirth method. Welcome to the Bellies to Birthcast, available whenever and wherever you want at givingbirthnaturally.com, the evidence-based guide to giving birth naturally. Our expert interviews, helpful tips, and inspirational stories will guide you through the pinnacles and pitfalls of pregnancy so you can make informed decisions for your family. I'm your host, Catherine Beyer. You are listening to the Bellies to Birthcast episode for the week of November 17th. Welcome, Carrie and Rupert. It's really a pleasure to have you both here with us today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, first of all, as the UK and Canadian maternity systems differ greatly from the US model, could you give us a summary of the most critical differences? Yeah, well, I think with the UK, um, the primary uh, caregivers are midwives. Um, and those midwives, um, and this is through the National Health Service, which is available to all people, um, and the midwives um, are the primary caregivers, whether you're at the hospital or at home, and obstetricians are only um, used when there's a complication. Um, whereas now in Canada, um, I can only talk from, it seems to be that it's different in each province, um, and I'm hoping that I get this correct, um, get this right. Um, so I can only really speak from Alberta, um, where I am, and Calgary itself. Um, but what we discovered when we came here was that um, a pregnant woman is normally given an obstetrician, um, so that's the primary carer. And if you want to have um, midwifery care, then you have to do that privately. Um, there's been, I think there's been some battles here in Alberta to get um, midwives under the Alberta healthcare um, or funded under the Alberta healthcare, but that hasn't happened up to now. Um, and midwives in Calgary itself are, do have access to the hospital, so they can be the they can be the primary caregiver in the hospital. But again, it has to be paid for privately. So they're the main differences that um, I know about. So what were the ultimate reasons you chose to have all of your children at home? Mm -hmm. um, in the UK, when, where I had my first two children, um, under the National Health Service, they offer um, antenatal classes. Uh, I think I must have been about five months pregnant, and they had two um, mothers come in to talk um, to us pregnant women about um, their experiences. And one was from a hospital, and one was from... Um, I had a child in hospital, and the other child I had her child in at home. And I listened to it, and... I didn't think too much about it at first. And it wasn't actually till um, I was about seven months pregnant where one of the other women in my antenatal class um, said to me, oh, I'm going to have a home birth. And I suddenly thought, oh, I want that too. It was sort of um, a really um, gut reaction initially. And so then I thought, okay, well, I'll have a look into this um, a bit more. Spoke to... Um, because I, I thought, you know, I just thought, oh, it's, it would seem 
more relaxing to me because I suddenly started thinking, oh, you know, if I'm going to hospital, I might feel like that's not me. I think about going to hospital when I'm ill. And I thought, well, I'm not ill. I'm pregnant. Um, and it's meant to be natural unless there is, a, you know, a complication. So why wouldn't I have my baby at home if I, if I have the opportunity? Um, also, I was living in London. I was not living in a rural area. I would not have a... I would not choose to have a home birth if I lived in a rural area. Um, so that both times, like living in London and Calgary, that, that helped with the decision. Um, but so I had a few questions that I needed answering before before I ultimately chose it. Um, so I spoke to my midwives. In the UK, um, the great thing is that your midwives uh, the same, exactly the same midwives that you'd have whether you have some, whether you have the home birth or hospital birth. So, my team of midwives said, "Yeah, cool. Yep, you can do that. We'll we'll come come along to your home. That's no problem." Um, they were very supportive and uh, about it. And I said, "Well, the, the main question that I had um, to have answered for my own benefit was that should I or my baby die um, in childbirth?" would it be or could it be because I had a home birth? And the midwife, or the couple of midwives that I spoke to, they said, no, not at all. And they actually felt that um, it was safer because um, they in the UK and here actually in Calgary, when the midwives come, you always have one midwife with you at all. Well, once you, the time that you would normally go into the hospital, whether you're five centimeters dilated or whatever they say you meant to go in, you would then call the, the midwife and they'd come to your home and they're with you constantly. So what she said was that um, should she said this particular midwife said to me, oh, you know when you see it on the TV and and there's a an emergency and it happens immediately and everyone's running around. Her take on it was that that wasn't usually what happened. And the usual case was that they could see things coming along and think that there might be something going to happen. So she said that if it was at home and a complication was to occur, because the midwife was there all the time, they'd start noticing some changes and they would get me to the hospital within 10 minutes and everybody would be waiting there ready for me. So once I heard that, that was it. I thought, yes, this is for me, as long as everything's okay. Um, that's, that's what I want. Excellent. Now, Rupert, what was your stance on Carrie giving birth at home? Were you immediately supportive, or were there other questions you wanted answered as well? From my point of view, I was um, Carrie was the person that obviously was giving birth, so I needed to be as supportive as possible for her decision. Um, I I didn't see that there were any major risks because we sat down and we did speak to the midwives about well, and ourselves about well, what happens if this happens, and so there was a we. It was always known that we could go to hospital at any point, or if there was any potential issues, we would go to hospital. So it just seemed for, uh, Kerry really wanted it. I didn't really have a, a view, a strong view as to a strong reason for not to go to the hospital, and I and I could see that there were a lot of advantages, things like. Mm-hmm. Even little things like uh, in London, it's really difficult to park, and so things like not being able to park at the hospital, and 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 I had things like having to. Um, I think that your the the uh, doctors or they won't allow you out of hospital unless you have a proper car seat and whatever. And it just seems a little more natural to have a child at home rather than yanking them out of it. Well, first of all, being in a sterile environment, 
where you we've heard some uh, horror stories about the cleanliness of hospitals and stuff just being uh, but that wasn't the main reason it's just that it seemed more natural to to have it at home in your surroundings, in the comfort of your own uh, home. You did hit on a good point. So there, there are some hidden risks of hospital births that a lot of families don't consider, infection being one of them, and just the logistics of getting there, getting back, taking care of other children if you have them, all of those sorts of things that can be avoided if you are just stay at home. Yeah. Now, tell us a little bit more about your first two births. So with the first labor, it took quite a while. It was about 24 hours, actually. Um, It was great. I was at home, um, and Rupert was around most of the time. I think I had, I did have a midwife come along, and she checked, um, and I was, I think, 22 centimeters, so she went away. So I was, it was nice just to be in my own surroundings, just like you know any other mother. Um, And then later on, um, the midwife came along and stayed with us the whole time. There was a a time in that first birth where the the midwife had said it was getting on. I was also two weeks overdue as well, so I was right on the from uh, in the UK anyway. Um, once it goes over um, two weeks overdue, then they need you in the hospital. So I was right on the edge of that. So she had said if I didn't give birth in the next four hours, um, then I really would have to go into the hospital. Um, but as it happened, as she said that, and a, an hour later, out popped Lana um, <laughs> onto the dining room floor. So it's if by magic. So it's um, and and the wonderful thing about that first birth, which I think I hadn't thought about beforehand, but which is a a big bonus of the home birth on it, or it was for us, was that um, the midwife tucked us into bed and tidied up. A lot of people say, oh, what about all the mess? Well, the mess goes in about five minutes. They they tidy it up really quickly and your house is back to normal. And then she made sure that both, because it was 2 o'clock, 2.30-ish in the morning, she made sure both Rupert and I and, and Lana, the baby, were all tucked up into bed. And um, then she left. So within an hour of having Lana, we were all tucked up in bed quite happily. Um, we all were fast asleep, and we woke up about nine o'clock in the morning with the telephone ringing. Actually, which was quite funny. Rupert jumped out of bed to answer the phone, and the people were all a bit, oh, you, you seem like you're a bit tired. And they was like, oh, I've just realised we, we we had a baby last night, so the baby was there in the middle between us. But it was just really lovely, and I think it gave me a lot of confidence in the birth to be at home, to be able to walk around in my own living room and I was naked most of the time, taking my clothes off here and there for all the births and I didn't care, whereas I would have, I'm sure I would have been a bit more self, well, a lot more self-conscious if I was in the hospital. Um, and then with the with Lana, we were just both sitting there going, oh, we're parents, you know, oh, we really had this baby and we could actually just do, we, I remember trying to bath her and, and not being worried about other people watching us and, oh, are we doing this wrong or, oh, you shouldn't do that. So I felt completely, could tr- we could trust ourselves. Like, yes, we've got a baby and it's another human being, but um, we're parents and we can learn this and manage this. So I felt still it gave us a, a whole a whole heap of trust in myself. It was very easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, well, you weren't yanked out, but you didn't have to worry about rushing to a hospital or coming back from a hospital and uh, car seats. And yeah, the next day, as Kelly said, we both woke up, Lana was there. It's like, Oh, yeah. 
that's what happened last night. <laughs> and then friends came round, and and yeah, it was just it was easy. It's very relaxing, and I I'm not sure if it it was the reason, but I'm sure it helped uh, Lana uh, because she was very she was a very easy baby, I think, and from what I remember, she was she didn't really cry a great deal, and she's very curious, and it was just a very relaxing a relaxed surrounding. Mm-hmm. And, and then Tegan, <laughs> our second child. She came along two, nearly two years later, and that was a an eight-hour birth, but it was a lot quicker. Again, there was a time in the birth where I didn't know at the time, but the midwives told us afterwards that there was a time where they they were, because in the UK, they're calling into the hospital all the time, giving them the statistics or whatever, and, and I think the midwives in the hospital had said, oh, perhaps you better think about bringing her in, because I think I always have the, the contractions in my back, and so I think, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but I think that might be might slow, sometimes slow the birth down, so my, I don't know if I was, it would dilate at the correct speeds according to the graph or whatever so there was some discussion about them taking me into hospital and the midwives um made a decision that based on what they could see um and what they you know analyzed looking at me and on my past birth that no i was fine and um i'm very grateful that they trusted themselves and trusted me because it was the right thing to do and the birth was perfectly fine and uh lovely and Tegan was born um, that evening, uh, not that evening, that morning, that was 8 o'clock in the morning. Thing. The thing um, and other people ask about was, well, what about your other children? Um, you know, they're in the house asleep. Um, so Lana was asleep on, on that instance. And normally she'd wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning, like clockwork. But it's amazing. Tegan was born at 8 o'clock in the morning. And at quarter past 8, Lana woke up. So an hour and a quarter <laughs> later than normal. And she came in, and I think I hadn't... Um, the placenta had only just come out. She came running into the living room and, oh, baby. I was like, oh, don't slip on the placenta. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she, it was just nice. She was like, oh, there's the baby. And uh, it's the same thing with the Torin. Um, we had Torin here in Calgary. And um, the midwives were excellent. Again, he was born, oh, what? I'm just forgetting what time. That's terrible. Five o'clock in five o'clock in the morning, um, and the other two were fast asleep in bed. Didn't wake up. They woke up around about eight o'clock again, um, in the morning and came in and were rather. One of them was rather disappointed that uh, it was Tegan actually. She was disappointed that she hadn't seen the baby pop out, as she said. <laughs> and uh, Lana was disappointed that she hadn't seen the placenta because. She's very curious and likes to poke around in things, so we were quite pleased that we uh, got rid of the placenta before she arrived. But uh, yeah, you know, they just—it was like the Rupert said, very easy. Um, the midwives are great support. Rupert, I think Rupert had um, knew what he had to do for support-wise for me, and um, you know, they—they just midwives make you feel at home and. Yeah, you are at home, and that you have got still quite a bit of control over the situation, and this is great. Well, excellent. What do you think the main advantages of being within the UK for the first two births were? What would you say were the best reasons to give birth in the UK? Okay, so for me, it was mostly um, psychological. Now, this is me looking backwards now um, in terms of comparing the Canadian and the UK system. For me, psychologically. It was great that the midwives that I had um, were exactly the same. If I'd been in the hospital, I would have seen the same midwives. Um, 
if I was at home, you know, I had those very same midwives. But that's the UK system. So that made me feel like, you know, I'm not in a different system and it's still inside the same system. Yes, there's not as many people have home births at this moment in time in the UK, although I think the figures are, are increasing. They are rising. Um, but the midwives are just completely at ease with it. It was all within the system. Nobody's had any problem with it. Being in Canada, I had to... Um, I had to think there was a slight psychological difference for me because I was, felt like I was going outside because I was going privately. I was going outside the system with these private midwives. And yes, they could come to the hospital with me, but I would be assuming that if I was going to the hospital, it was because of complications. So then I would be transferred onto an, into another system. That's how it felt to me. So there was some psychological, I suppose that was psychological disadvantage with the Canadian system. Um, mm -hmm. for me um, but I also loved the idea that I had a midwife paying me lots of attention um, like one midwife throughout the whole thing two midwives once you're in the second stage of labour whereas in the hospital how I imagined it to be in the UK anyway with the midwife system is that they're running between and what I've heard as well they're running between different um, people so there's not somebody with you the whole time noticing what you're doing, and perhaps perhaps they rely a bit more on technology. And I'd rather uh, technical technology is great, but I'd like them to be able to have time to be able to listen to me. Um, so that was that was really. And I, again, I only thought about that after I'd chosen the home birth and started looking into it. And, and the midwives actually said something along those lines as well. So that um, that was a benefit. And then I don't know, Rupert, like with the Canadian, having the home birth in Canada, um, there was there were some, with it having to go privately um, and having to pay, I was thinking, oh, I don't want to pay. Maybe I'll just go through the hospital system. But in fact, Rupert um, was the person he can talk to well, about this. Initially, what happened there is that we were, um, my work uh, health coverage covered a midwife. And so we, when we started going down the home birth route in Canada, it was covered under under the insurance. And then halfway through, uh, my work status changed, and then I, I went on to a different healthcare plan. And then and the uh, the coverage discontinued, and so basically we had to suddenly pay a stack of money, and. Kerry was, and then there was questions uh, as to between, internally between Kerry and myself, or rather, Kerry was saying, "Oh, well, do you think we should go into the hospital and uh, have a, a, a not have a home birth?" And my immediate reaction was, "Well, what's the point? We know it works for us, so why why not do it?" And for me to pay an additional, I don't know, couple of thousand dollars, it's it didn't make sense not to do it because it was a a, a a recipe that worked. I'm a great believer if things aren't fixed, aren't broken, don't fix them. So uh, yeah, that's so. I was quite happy to to continue with the home birth, even though uh, we incurred some additional costs. Yeah, and obviously we were able to incur those costs. But I do feel that it's unfair that other people not in the same situation as us are, are not able to choose a home birth in, in Alberta. I think that's a, a great shame 
but then that's the differences in the, the system. It sounds like there's really a lot of factors that can limit your options. It sounds like in the UK, because home birth is so accepted, and like you said, you hit on a very important point that it's part of the regular system. It's not seen as, as something alternative or something to be done privately. It's just home or hospital will care for you wherever you're at, where in Canada, it's a little bit more, well, yes, you can do that, but you're on your own. Yeah, in, in fact, when I um, first became pregnant here in Canada, I went to my doctor, and it wasn't actually my, um, I ended up seeing a locum um, doctor. My doctor was off um, on leave. And, um, of course, I said, okay, so I want a home birth. Um, what do I need to do? And, of course, I hadn't looked into anything, which is rather naive now. <laughs> now I look <laughs> back. And um, the doctor was completely shocked. And I was quite amused at first. Um, she was like, what, a home birth? What are you talking about? And then she actually said, oh, well, you know, as a doctor, I don't normally give my personal opinion, but I feel like I really have to at this point, and I can't believe that anyone in this day and age would um, consider having a home birth. It's absolutely ridiculous. And she, um, and I said, well, you know, okay, you can have that opinion, but I have my own opinion. Would you please tell me or find out what I need, you know, where I need to go? And she said yes, but I knew that I wasn't going to get anywhere there. So I just went and Googled and found there that there were two private um, midwifery um, uh, organizations here in Calgary. And, and I went directly to them and was happy when I spoke to them. Um, and felt very happy with the, the, the Briar Hills midwives here in Calgary. Um, so I went with them. So there was a bit of an obstacle. Like I thought, you know, if I was a first-time mother, um, then that might have just, and I wasn't very passionate, you know, about the home birth piece. I might have just stopped there, and I think that was that's unfortunate. Um, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but you know, if a, a mother comes into a to speak to the doctor, I would hope that they would um, be able to at least send them in the right direction. So that was mm -hmm. that, that was a possible obstacle for other people. What's really disturbing about that is. Yes, everyone has their opinion, but you would expect a, a physician's opinion to be based on fact. Mm -hmm. And the fact is that home birth is a safe option for low-risk women. You hit on a great point that if you hadn't already had two home births, if you hadn't been educated on your options, you might have just said, oh, well, my doctor said it's just not safe. Yeah. And that's really unfortunate that that's the kind of situation. Now, did you share with that particular physician that you'd had two home births already? I don't remember, but I'm sure I did. Um, mm -hmm. and, and said, and probably said it was in the UK, and that she was just flabbergasted. Um, and I do know that um, I know a lot of we have, we have a lot of friends who are doctors, um, mostly in the UK, and I've met some Dutch doctors. And I know, like in in um, the Netherlands, home births a more regular thing. But even they quite often say they wouldn't give birth at home. But I think that's because of what they've seen, and they, they're off, they're normally in a hospital situation where they're experiencing um, complications in birth. But again, I'd hope that they'd still um, be able to to be like in a professional situation and say, okay, here's the information, you go and look for yourself, because I think um, choice is important, and I don't think home birth is for everybody. I think you have to be completely relaxed and believe in it yourself, and, and uh, you know, no point in going into it and not being relaxed because then there's you're possibly not going to have the best outcome. So 
you know, home birth's not for everybody. Um, I, I believe in, in the mother and the family choosing the right, the right option for them. It's not the right choice for everyone, but it is a choice. Yes, that's right. And it's one that people don't consider mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons, but especially misinformation is one of them, being told, oh, it's not safer, oh, I would never do that. And another great point was that physicians do see the worst of the worst, that go to a hospital when there are complications, when things are going wrong, that's where you want to be. Mm-hmm. But they also have to keep that balance of knowing that for the majority of births, overwhelmingly, everything goes right. Yeah. Now, were there any other obstacles as you were preparing for your birth? We didn't have any obstacles. Um, that is mainly it was that the thing with the doctor and and the, the the financial thing, which wasn't really an obstacle in the end. And we didn't have any um, any friends or family really push back on us. Just did we, Rupert? People um, said very much. Nobody. Yeah, I think everybody. There were questions like, well, what happens if this, you know, well, you know, something could go wrong and well, what are you going to do in this instance and who's going to look after the, the kids if this happens type of thing. So it, obviously you have to prepare, you have to make a plan, you have to talk to each other. Kerry and I spoke to each other about what we were going to do and um, was it the right thing, was it the best thing, who who would look after this, who would do that. You know, you have your birthing plan and, I wouldn't say that they were obstacles. That's just preparation. You've got to know what you want and you know how to deal with the situations. What could go wrong or what mm-hmm. could happen? So we, I think we, we were quite well prepared. Excellent. Now, did you know at the time when you were having home births, were there any friends or family you knew that had had home births as well or were you the first? We were the first, weren't we, in our yeah. friends and um family and and it's really nice that um actually two of my good friends afterwards in, these are friends in the UK they they went on to, to to want home births one of them had two home births and the other the my other friend um her home birth she ended up going into the hospital she was on a two weeks um two weeks overdue situation and she um ended up going into the hospital for a, I don't know if it was an induction or what it was, but, um, and then ended up in the hospital. So, um, but my other friend, yeah, so it was nice that they considered that as a choice and, and it was extra nice that uh, one of my good friends had two of her children at home um, after that. Um, but yeah, no, we didn't know anybody else beforehand, did we, Rupert, really? No. It's one of those decisions that, apart from the, the mass I suppose my friends or an acquaintance at the antenatal class who had, had then said, oh, I'm going to have a home birth. And, and that's when, that's the thing that fired it off in my brain. Oh, yeah, that's what I want too. So um, it was that, even though we'd, I'd been, it, I'd been um, told about it, you know, maybe two or three months before, it hadn't really made me. I think I was at that five months. I wasn't really at the stage of thinking, about the actual birth it hadn't become quite real at that time um but you know around the seven month stage for me i was like starting to think about those type of things so that's why it clicked but yeah 
You talked a little bit already about the importance of planning, and I think that's a huge part of, of any birth, knowing if something happens, what will we do, what's important to us, and why. Can you tell us a little bit more about your emergency plan, if something mm-hmm. were to happen, were there certain steps you took to prepare? That, well, one of the, the practical things were that we'd have friends and family on standby in case um, we needed to go into hospital, and then they could take the other children, look after the other children. Um, and then with this, the last birth, with Torrin's birth, um, also in case one of the children woke up and were disturbed by the the goings-on or whatever, so that we, we had somebody there. Um, and otherwise, I think for me, again, it was the psychological thing. I did always say to myself, you know, this might not be, this might not turn into a home birth. Like, the most important thing to me was that I and, and the baby were healthy and, and happy and that if that meant going into the hospital, then that meant going into the hospital and there was, you know, no, not hanging, not not over-romanticizing, the, although the, the home births was quite, they were quite, rom- I don't know if romantic's the right word, but they were wonderful, but not um, not taking it out of proportion and thinking <clears> that the idea is that I have a healthy baby and that I'm healthy so that was and we'd put that in the plan obviously and let the midwives know that you know we'd listen to their advice and if they felt that we needed to go we'd we'd go um but we wanted them to discuss it with us if if it you know they felt it was necessary and but yeah I mean is there anything else Rupert? Uh, no I think that's 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 right I I think that a lot of people well uh, I would imagine that people can be overwhelmed by the occasion, and so if you have a plan, not just the emergency plan, it's the birthing plan, plan as well. That you've discussed what's going to happen. What you know, if, for example, if Kerry started, if if we went, if it went into hospital, then we would continue with our our birthing plan, even if it was in hospital rather than at home, as in the the hypnobirthing technique. Um, so yeah, I think. Talk and preparation is preparation is key, and just accepting and acknowledging the risks, and and having thought through different scenarios, it it is very important. Rupert mentioned in the no birthing there. I think that helped us a lot in in many ways. Obviously, it helped in the birth. That, well, that it was have... a very good mental preparation for the birth and what was going to happen and what stages were going to happen, especially for me, being, because <laughs> yeah, I, I was, after the first, I don't know, five months, six months, I wasn't, I was working abroad, and so I didn't really connect that much, And but then during the, the, uh, prepar- the, the hypnobirthing preparation, that was my uh, introduction into Wow, this is really happening. <laughs> so I, I was—I uh, wouldn't say forced to be on board, but I was welcomed on board rather quickly. <laughs> now, did you use hypnobirthing with all three of your children? Yes. Yeah. I also use hypnobirthing with my children, so I'm very familiar with the program. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think it's great in that it um, not only prepares you for the birth; it prepares you beforehand, looking at you know, are there any fears like that that you need to talk about um, to resolve so that you are completely relaxed. I think that side of things preparing you for the birth, I, you know, I would never 
have thought about that really and, and I know the antenatal class lessons that I had although they were great so and they were great more for the social um side of things that I met other pregnant you know other mothers to be um but they were all talking about technicalities all the time it wasn't so much about my feelings and and Rupert's feelings and how I would like to feel in the birth um so I felt that um going through that program helped Rupert and I an awful lot in the preparation so that we were relaxed and, and ready for mm-hmm. the um the birth so um without that I'm not sure I'm not sure how I would have um I'm sure you all I would have had to cope but I, I would have to make it up on the spot but as it was um knowing the hypnobirthing techniques that I felt that me and Rupert already had spoken a lot about how we wanted to be and what I'd want Rupert to be saying to me and and things like that so um yeah, it was a great, great preparation. I would uh, mm-hmm. highly recommend it to to everybody. I think you both hit on a couple of excellent points as we were talking, one being that a lot of people, especially in the U.S., think that choosing a home birth means that if something happens, you're staying at home, that it's all about being at home, and, and that's really not the case. It's we'll stay at home unless we need to do something else, but that Going to the hospital is an option if it's necessary. And the ultimate goal is always a healthy mom and a healthy baby. Again, in this country, we see a lot of misinformation thinking that home birth is just about a certain experience. I just wanted to be comfortable. I just wanted to be at home where we're really looking at I want to be safe, but I can do that at home as well. A hospital isn't the only option that you have for having a safe birth. And I think one of the keys you talked about too is especially with your hypnobirthing preparation, you were forced to think about all of those options. Okay, what happens if? What will we do if? What would I, how do I think I want to be treated in labor? What feelings might interfere? So you're really thinking more and more about what will be happening and, and the different scenarios so that you are prepared in the event that something does happen. Yeah, Rupert, um, we were interviewed for a local, um, not a national paper rather, in, in the UK and Rupert, I think the the end um, end piece of the newspaper report went to what Rupert had said, which I don't know if you remember. Rupert, what it was the preparation. Yeah, oh, it was about the marathon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my thing. My uh, I think my comment was to do with if you were going to run a marathon, you would prepare for the marathon months and months in advance, and you'd know that you were going to experience different uh, stages and emotions through the through the the marathon race and uh, there's no way I would expect uh Kerry or or anybody to 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 enter a marathon without any preparation and so similarly I would expect um I really really wouldn't expect anyone anyone to enter a sort of the, the birthing process without understanding exactly what's going to happen and without that preparation is that's the thing that's going to make it a, a more memorable um, event. Absolutely. You might run a marathon with no preparation, but it's not going to be nearly as easy <laughs> or as fun as it could have been had you taken months to prepare. Now, in retrospect, what would you say were the foremost benefits of birthing at home with all three of your children? For me, it uh, came down to, I think I came. it came down to me feeling safe, Safe and trusting myself and my body and 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 um, being in my my home environment and trusting that the midwives you know the midwives they 
they were quite happy to be in that home environment too. So it felt safer um, than me going to hospital. I had a, I suppose if I had any fear, my fear was to go into hospital and then end up being in a, being induced and and then lots of problems coming from that. So I didn't want I didn't want to be in a state where I was tired or maybe not making and being offered choices that were un, un, what I would think of as being unnecessary and me being in a situation where I couldn't think clearly and taking those options, i.e. having an epidural when I know perfectly well that I can I could manage um, myself. Um, I don't know if that, I'm not making that very clear, <laughs> but it sort of felt, yeah, it felt like safety. It was It felt safer for me. Do you feel like there were less unknowns birthing at home than if you'd been in the hospital? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I, yeah, I was. You know, I don't know if there's less unknowns. I think there were more known by, <laughs> by being at home. <laughs> if, if, I know exactly what you mean. mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The semantics yeah. make all the difference. Yeah. yeah. For you, Rupert, what were the foremost benefits for being at home? Do you think that it allowed you to have a different level of involvement or level of support or participation with Carrie as part of the process than if you'd been in hospital? Uh, yeah, I, I actually, I think that's right. I believe that if I was in the hospital and I was uh, being playing an active role in a hypnobirthing process, then I would have felt more, uh, I would have been more uneasy doing it in an environment that I wasn't used to. So it was a comfort, it, it was a relaxed environment where it was our house. We could put our music on. I could make uh, my cup of tea. I could walk around. It, it, yeah, being in your own environment makes you a lot more relaxed. So I think that that to me that was the key thing. And having a home birth, I knew it was it meant so much to Kerry, and I I wanted to be as supportive as possible doing that. I think from from a um, so after birth. It, <laughs> After the birth, sorry, the the scenario was very easy. It wasn't easy. It was it made it a lot more easy by it being in your own house, in your own home. Yeah, I think. Well, that, that, that's three. Yeah, I think that those those are the most were the most important things for me. Did either of you at any point question your decision to have your births at home? No, I didn't. No. No, not at all. If we were to have more children in the future, would you make any different decisions? No, we wouldn't, and and we're not having any more children. <laughs> but no, we wouldn't make any more any different decisions at all, would we? No, I don't think I wouldn't. No, I think I think the the thought process would be exactly the same. What do we want? What's best for for Kerry? What's best for the the, the baby? We would follow those steps. So yes, we would want a home birth. If if it needed to, to go into a hospital, we still would do that. I think you hit on a very important point there as well, that there's really not a one-size-fits-all approach. It's what is best for our family, and what my family decides might not be your decision, but that's okay. The point is that there are different options to consider. Yeah, yeah for sure, and it's interesting when you talk to, when I've been talking to people, to other fathers about uh, births, and they're saying, oh, we had it at home, and they're, often their reaction is, oh, we couldn't have done that. And like, well, that's fine, but I'm just saying what worked for us. And in a way, it's that 
often people try and they don't, I don't necessarily think they try and poo-poo it, but they just sort of justify to themselves why they couldn't do it. It's, oh, it wouldn't have worked for us, the type of thing, which it's like, well, that's fine. I'm just telling you what works for us. So I agree with, you, with, with what you're saying completely. Is there one piece of takeaway advice you'd like to share with other families considering home births? Say that you have a choice and, um, and just what you said before. Um, make that choice based on you and your family situation, not on anybody else's. Um, yeah, and dare to dare to ask and plan for that choice. Um, if that's what you you want to go for, go for it. Yeah, you shouldn't. I think you shouldn't be pressurised one way or another by um, medical people when it should be your choice. I think that you need to listen to you need to take everyone's uh, listen to people's advice and look at facts and yeah if it works whatever works for you. Thank you so much both for being with us today and I look forward to talking to you again at a later date a little bit more about hypnobirthing and what went into that preparation and how it did make your birth go more smoothly than you would have thought they could have. So I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. On the next episode of Bellies to Birthcast, join us as we talk with Stephanie Precourt, a mother of four who chose home birth with her last child.